Arg, grog. Hey everyone, it's a Sideshed podcast with me, Kerry Warbis, and no, Matthew Weir. But Kerry, you wanted to remember Matthew uh, with the gift of music. I did, yeah. There was a nice little link from what he recommended the other week, and I was like, I've never heard of him. Been listening to them all week now. Okay, so you're a big Justice fan. Yeah. And coincidentally... Good, isn't it? Yeah, I think people will recognise that, won't they? Yeah. Yeah, big hit. I had no idea. Um, and, you know, um, I did I did feel that kind of instinctive sort of middle-aged grumpiness, more middle-aged news in a minute, um, but that instinctive middle-aged grumpiness when uh, it's just like um, you or um, Matthew start talking about music, it's like, I don't want to absorb new music or new ideas. No, I'm perfectly happy as I am. Thank you very much. <laughs> With your prog rock. And then I realised I knew it anyway. So exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, or, uh, um, although I was listening to um, Saturday Night Fever yesterday on the commute home, Kerry. What an album. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that's better than prog rock, isn't it? I'm, I was trying to think when they mentioned Brand. Well, Brandon said he liked prog rock. What? It made me sort of cringe and recoil. And then I thought, what are prog rock bands? They're middle of the road, aren't they? Is it things like Rush? Genesis. Um, so yeah, um, post Genesis, Peter Gabriel. Oh, um, uh, the king of prog rock would be Rick Wakeman. Yes. So two oh, yes. hour sort of keyboard solos kind of dressed oh, as a giant wizard. Yeah. Um, yeah, Bad. I think that's maybe fish might be, okay. might be considered prog rock. I don't know. Yeah. I think you need, to, I think you need to be quite a patient and kind of forgiving soul to be into prog rock, but um i did or boring is that i it? did know a whole load of prog rockers in oh. when i lived in richmond there was all these old f-ers who was kind of like desperately trying to cling on to their um hairlines and they're kind of <laughs> enormous three-foot mullets and i remember being in a pub garden with one once and, I, and he, was, he was talking absolute bollocks and i was like what, what are you talking about and he goes he just out of nowhere he's like he goes because i'm known I'm like, oh god all right gnome because he's like because i'm because he just he was just he just wanted to basically say you know like you know i am i'm a big deal he basically said to me i'm a big deal peter do you know what i thought you said i am gnome g-n-o-m-e that, that would probably be quite frog rocky <laughs> it probably i am gnome yeah i'd have to sort of run a mile if someone said i am gnome do you know how i sound like there peter serafinovich where he's uh, <laughs> turning on fran in um black Book. <laughs> fran what's the matter fran are you all right? Ah, ah, ah. Um, yeah. Have you seen that? Uh, I really fancy him. Oh, okay. Well, you're, you're welcome, Kerry. You're very welcome. Peter, Peter what's-his-face. Oh, yes. Very naughty-looking and funny. When we've got the time, we ought to do like a definitive list of um, people who give you a war bond. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you fully, fully yeah. um, uh, you know, uh, how can I put it nicely? Oh, I won't bother. Juiced up. Yeah, it's a rum bunch, I'm telling you. There doesn't seem to be any particular formula <laughs> that I can spot. Oh, quite really blokey and yeah. silly wit. Oh, no one is gonna, no one is gonna blow over in a in a uh, hailstorm. They're all quite chunky lads, aren't they? Yeah, although I've just not described Brian Ferry at all. There have I really blokey in a silly wit. So he's the exception. But anyway. Does Peter Serafinovich like um, fox hunting? <laughs> they d- that is not a given. 
in in, yeah. in the men that I like. <laughs> I'd love it if that the, if suddenly the scales drop from your eyes and you realise you're just massively turned on by the yeah. torture and killing of small. Ones. Yeah, when I'm on Tinder, that's the main thing I'm looking for. Oh my god, yeah, it's a bit weird thing to know about yourself. Um, Kerry, let's mm. check an ad in, and yes. then we've got um a message message from Matthew. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs, no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. So anyway, hey, hey, Matthew, what does he see? Um, Let's find out. I'm going to press play. Hello, you two. And just checking in to see how you're both doing. Uh, unfortunately can't be with you this evening. I'm in Campania train station, about to take a train to Lisbon. Uh, for those that don't know, Campania is one of the, probably this, the second uh, biggest train stations in Porto, might be the first, and a train is a locomotive which carries people from place to place. I don't know if you have those in the UK, I don't think so. Um, hope you, I can't wait to hear what you both make of the wonderful week in Ambridge. The, uh, the Spanish Eurovision stuff. Leonard is a comedian. I think the most troubling thing about that is Leonard is unaware that the government fast-tracked new rules in, which means Harris can now send him down for life. Um, yeah, look forward to it. All a bit weird with Ryland tonight, wasn't it? Literally just stopped listening. Uh, enjoy, and um, love to hear your thoughts on Justice. Peace. Oh, he mentioned Justice. I was going to say at the beginning there, all right, Tony. <laughs> Do you know it's uh, bloody noisy? Was it? it sounded like they were actually building the train before they were <laughs> yes. to use it? It's kind of like spot welders and kind of arc welders. In the is back. it steam still there? Probably backward country. Yeah, exactly. He's always slamming this country, isn't he? I don't, yeah. He's turning me like sometimes I can feel the kind of <laughs> the kind of Mark Francois and me kind of rise up when Matthew does another dig. It's like it's all right, Matthew. We live here, you know. I mean, we have to put up with it. You know, it's, yeah. it's very easy to to slag off. Um, Jacob Brees Mogg when you don't have to see him ruling you on, the, on the <laughs> television every morning. So he wasn't impressed with Leonard then? No. Were you impressed with Leonard? I liked your description of the pair of them as a comedy act being fail and disgrace. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, it was, I, do you think it was slightly redeemed by the kind of the payoff where they did the kind of um, cross-dressing Eddie and Leonard in his um, police uniform. What do you think? What uh, What do you think? I, I was trying to be nice, Kerry. I'm just, Honestly. I know what I think. Yeah. Well, what do you think I think? Every, everyone knows what <laughs> I think. Same every week. Yeah. What, what on earth do you think I thought of that, though? Also, right. Okay. Let's start at the beginning. Firstly, 
Um, Sunday's episode, which is the start of our week, isn't it? Right. Okay. Right. Leonard asks David out of nowhere. He's gone round. David's trying to fix a gate. Of course, I can. Leonard forgotten. says something like, um, "He's been watching." I think I'm dull as David. Yeah, he's been watching the coronation highlights repeatedly with Jill. Oh, that sounds like a lovely way to spend your time. Um, David watched the actual thing and once was enough. So that's slight dig. Hooray. Then mm. uh, Leonard mentioned he was doing the big help out at the repair cafe at Benyasset tomorrow. Do you know who didn't do the big help out? The king. I don't call him the king. <laughs> Prince Charles. Anyway, sorry, carry on, Kerry. What, Elvis? Yeah, he said, no, he, yeah. He's probably more likely to help out than um, Prince Charles. But anyway, yes. so, yeah. And then David sort of went, oh, I'm off to the Bridge Farm Illuminations tonight. I thought, oh, God, this is an awful start to the week. And then Leonard, suddenly out of nowhere, said, do you find me funny? I can't do his accent. And David went, strange. He went, no, comical. Like, why was he asking him that? And then the very next day, I think it was, within the week anyway, Eddie's trying to rope him into being his comedy partner. It was a bit on the nose, wasn't it? It was a bit too obvious. What? It's not obvious. Sorry, that's mad. It wasn't obvious at all, but it was a bit kind of faux coincidental. But sorry, Kerry, I mean, I, yeah. I have never... I have never um, spent time in the bed. I've never had sex with someone who has a penis. I'll just say that. Right there. Okay. I guess yeah. anyone was curious. But I imagine not even yourself. Uh, no, so you're absolutely right. I've had sex. <laughs> I've had sex involves someone with a penis. But um, the the point is, is this right? I imagine that if you're in a relationship with someone who has a penis, and then they're like, "Is, is my penis small? Anything except for <laughs> it's massive is going to basically the, the other person's going to be upset, right? Don't ask." Mm-hmm. Genius is big. Don't ask if I'm funny. These questions, you're just setting yourself up for disappointment. This, yeah. Because all you want to hear is, oh, you're the funniest person with the most massive cock. It's like, it's, it's just. Yeah. Although I did, I did like David's answer, which was. And we know about Leonard's cock as well, don't we? <laughs> yeah. We've all seen it. <laughs> David should have said, no, you're not, but your cock's massive. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but David's answer was really like, oh, you're a lovely bloke and you're really helpful about the house. <laughs> He just skirted around it. Basically, his answer was, no, you're not, which is exactly what you've said. He he shouldn't have. Hey, anyway, actually, Peter, I need to ask you something. Is my penis big? <laughs> Do you find me funny? Do I find you funny? Kerry, come on. Um, are you funny? Um, well, you've never helped me around the house. Um, uh, I've, uh, I, I, would, I, would say, I would say you are top 10 people I've found funny in my life. Bloody hell. I mean, it's just a ridiculous question to ask, isn't it? I know, but I've given you a very specific answer. Thank you so much, Peter. That's pretty ridiculous. That that involves, you know, that that includes some... Norm MacDonald, am I up there with him? No, you're not even fit to tie his shoelaces, Gary. Well, I know, I know. Okay. (laughs) Come on. I'm number 10 then. I mean, if I'd met Norm MacDonald, I might just clear the other nine out as an an act of um, kind of... uh, uh, Respect to the great man. He is a god, isn't he, Norm yeah. Macdonald? Funny in a way that you probably can't learn. Like, you know, they always say about Tommy Cooper or some of these other people. Mm. It's just not possible. Like, it's not possible for someone else to tell his jokes. Yes, definitely not. Oh, absolutely mm. not. No, no, no. He's mm. totally just, there's just him. Oh, Norm. 
so anyway, so is Leonard as funny as Norman Donald? No. But, but you know, let's put it this way. Uh, um, Matthew's been finding David quite funny recently. I tend to agree. I think David's having a sort of strange renaissance. He's quite likable. Or mm. is it just that they keep on juxtaposing him with Helen? <laughs> Everyone's hilarious compared to her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, David, he can have his... What happens with David is he has quite a few unwitting comedy moments, doesn't he? Like yeah. when he was jealous about um, the illuminations and what was going on there, making Brookfield look a bit stick in the mud and stuff, his little comments, <laughs> that made me laugh that he's mm. thinking, oh, my farm's not as good as your farm. Yeah, they've definitely started to use his kind of um, off sort of to one side grumbles. Mm. little kind of comedy payoffs. It was... But is he really that thick that he wouldn't he wouldn't understand how a journalist works? Like, do you think that's true to life that someone would be so caught up by the kind of sight of a microphone that they just sort of start gushing endlessly? Maybe that was is. embarrassing, wasn't it? Because yeah. at first he st- he stepped in to be a bit protective of Helen when this um, yeah. Re- Rebecca was it turned up, um, and so when I don't think it's appropriate, you know, we're talking about today. That's not. You know, we're not talking about that. And then, but but he also sort of nudged Helen towards talking to her as well, saying, oh, it'll be great publicity. Then he wanted, he kept, it was quite funny when he was pushing uh, Brookfield uh, information at her about like, my son, he sells eggs. <laughs> and she said, really fascinating and wasn't listening at all or paying any attention, wasn't she? She, she just dismissed his dismal attempt at promoting Brookfield. Well, she's got she's got Stabber Archer in front of her. She's yeah. digging for the digging for the big story. I think mm. yeah, I mean I did feel a little bit sorry for Helen in that moment. But, you know, I'm not saying. <laughs> no. No. I think we you know, we've been over that. Yeah. We did I um uh, Matthew did the edit last week so i didn't mm. hear the um and i was away i didn't hear the podcast again until i think it was like tuesday i mentioned mm. this monday tuesday um so it was going to completely i listened to it almost you know like everyone else did and mm. i was quite astonished by how prolonged and unnecessary and vitriolic my rant against helen was <laughs> hey did also king child child not not adrian child yeah, uh, yeah. yeah he'd be a good king, wouldn't he? Not King Charles encouraged Helen's cheese making. Oh yes, didn't he? Yeah. I mean, I don't remember that. I'm sure it happened. Yeah, but I mean, God knows what year that was, where she chatted to him about potentially setting up her cheese making business, and he sort of went, "Yes, yes, yes." You can. Was that on air? I mean, not 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 the conversation because it he not him. He wasn't on it, but was it? Was it was it reported? Was it talked about that Helen came back when she was kind of like, what did Helen do before she was a cheesemaker? Oh, <laughs> you're asking the wrong woman. I'm going to boost the levels on that, Kerry. It sounded like <laughs> we're going, oh. no, you sounded like a sort of corpse's death rattle. Yeah, I mean, thinking about Helen now is bad enough. Trying to recall what Helen was before now. That's a reach. Yeah. You know, I, mean, the, I know she was annoying, but... Um, we were listening to The Archers earlier on, and so it's, you know, normally Kerry's doing the Twitter and I'll sort of 
I might go on Twitter or I might just fling bile onto our WhatsApp group. And mm. I think I just kind of like, right, sort of was just, oh, yeah. oh God, why? Just could they so close to a whole week without having to listen to her kind of like prattle on. And it was like that awful kind of like when Rob might be at the end of the phone. Or do you think it definitely was Rob? Well, yeah, you said like, we can't we have one episode without Helen? Because we yeah. nearly did, didn't we? Today, Friday. It was oh, like a great episode. It was the best episode of the week because Rylan was oh, in I'm looking it. forward to talking about that, yeah. Yeah, and then, yeah, Helen was, hello, and no one spoke. Someone said on Twitter they thought it might be George doing a prank. <laughs> I quite liked that idea. But they keep dropping these, is it Rob, isn't it, Rob? You know, there was uh, Jack saw a man in the garden uh, which was very alarming. And I think it's because Jack doesn't really see a man very often because he lives with Lee. It was a bit of a surprise to <laughs> that there was an actual man about. Mm. Um, well, same thing happened to Ben with Ryland, didn't it? In the field, he was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> an actual human type man. That's Helen over and done with. We've done that. Tick, topics. Yeah, yeah. Hurry up, Rob, to show up or move on with this. I think what it is, is, you know, um, it's a quite famous comment about Pulp Fiction, that the mm. amount of blood or the amount of actual violence in Pulp Fiction is virtually non, non-existent. It's all inferred. Like ah. You see the guy holding the razor. You see him sort of pacing around yeah. the music. The, the acting gives you all of the violence, but there's very little actual violence mm-hmm. in it. And I think they need to learn that with the archers. Like, less would definitely be more mm. with with Rob, like we've been saturated with it. So when he finally turns up, he'll be hailed like, like, you know, you are now will be hailed like a, like a, you know, all conquering hero. It's just like, mm. please just, it's, it's too much. It'd be, it, it would be much better if they had just brought him in, like almost out of nowhere, mm. like Monday, slight hint, Rob's in town. Wednesday, uh, someone sees something one week without anything and then boom, and he comes. Yeah. It would have been really tense, you know. I know. I think they think they're being really clever and that just as Rob is in Helen's head, he's supposedly in ours because yes. we're sort of, is it him on the phone? Is it him in the That's garden? That's exactly what I was trying to say. You know, it's too uh, drawn out and just get on with it, you know. It's not the same. We're not Helen. Um, Thank the Lord. Yeah, wheel him in. (laughs) Or stop it. Stop this. By the way, if anyone listening knows me and thinks that I'm like Helen, this is like Steve Redgrave. You have my permission to shoot me. If I am just if I am just deluded and I don't realize if it if if my dislike of Helen is actually just a strange version of self loathing, then please come and you know take me to the take me to Switzerland, euthanize me, please. <laughs> no, you're not like Helen, Peter. Thank you, Jerry, I appreciate all. that. No, you're like Leonard. <laughs> you're not at all. It was just the first name that came into my head. Oh, I'll take it. No, up. you're definitely funny. He Len. Oh God, that bloody thing that they did. The comedy sketch where mm. um, one of them, what Mrs. Smellamy was Eddie, oh. Sergeant Worms was Leonard. So many people on Twitter were just going, what is happening when they were listening live? And I've listened to it twice now. Uh, and, with, and they had to have Tracy there, I think, because she was laughing a lot, wasn't she, in the background? 
because if she hadn't been there, it would have been a thousand times worse than the dreadful mess it was anyway. <laughs> I, you know, my job is my job is vaguely creative, right? So, mm. one, as you know, so I one of the things I'm always saying is like, if you force me to go with my first idea, if there's not enough time, if I'm only able to have like one shot at everything, there's a there's well over a 50-50 chance it'll be terrible because I never have the ability to go to bed, wake up the next morning and go, oh my God, that's so bad. Mm. And I sometimes feel like that with the archers. Is there, is there no opportunity? No, do they not have like a, you know, an Emperor's New Clothes style small boy, someone to kind of like, go, oh, this is dreadful. This is a terrible idea. Like, is it an echo chamber? What's going on there in Birmingham? Well, I like to think that Twitter is that small boy going, what on earth is going on? But the small boy's being ignored, Kerry. Yeah, the wrong person's not looking at Twitter. But I'm just thinking it might just be, it might just be a lack of time thing because we know that some of the writers are capable of churning out some really good stuff. So, well, you know, it's just like I'm saying, like, you know, for me, mm. for me, it might, be not that, it might not be that I'm incompetent. It's just I never have the chance to kind of review my work and go, oh, God, yeah, that was, that was not a good idea. Yeah, but we're only, you know, a little bunch of people. They have millions of listeners, listeners, don't they? I sometimes sort of fantasise about, like, are there really millions of people going, <laughs> oh, at that shite? Does it actually happen? It's one thing listening to the archers. It's another thing then logging on to, to Twitter to actually bother to talk about it, right? Like mm. so, And then our, our podcast is pretty much made up of people from that community, that Twitter community. Yes. Like, that, you know, 90% are from that Twitter community. Mm. And, you know, a nice bunch, but definitely um, a bit screwed up by uh, the amount of archers they listen to. <laughs> just... These millions of others who are listening to Radio 4's The Archers Day in, day out, they don't go on Twitter, they don't go on social media, are perfectly happy with what is happening and mm. think it's bloody great entertainment. I don't know. Sometimes do question my cynicism. Not very often. <laughs> but it's healthy to do that, isn't it, I think? Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean, like, mm. it's, the, the, the thing is, is that we, because we spend so much time talking about it and mm. looking, at, looking at it, we forget that for a lot of people, it might just be that thing that washes over them and is yes. you know, quite sort of pleasant. And yeah. actually it's as much about like, you know, companionship and having like, you know, like you, you, your pet dog, you don't expect um, insight and a provocative thoughts from your dog. So <laughs> the archers can perform the same kind of function. It just sits there mm. in the corner, just kind of like being friendly and lovable and predictable. Yeah. And that's, that's the only job. And actually that does bear out, doesn't it? Cause like you mm. do get, like when you have Helen or you have one of these kind of really quite serious plots, it yeah. does ruffle the, the the Archer's universe. People get quite annoyed that their lovely little kind of um, mm. bucolic uh, soap opera is suddenly has got rape in it or, or murder yeah. or, you know, something nasty. Yeah, that's not what they want whilst they're making the spaghetti bolognese no. and listening in necessarily. Uh, yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? The whole thing. Every, everything's weird really. then it's not funny but yeah. listening to the archers is funny yeah um i was very surprised Kerry, by mm. how funny rylan was i thought he was absolute i don't know i mean i as i said last week i hinted mm. at it i've got a lot of time for him i think he's obviously yeah i think he's unfakeably a nice man mm -hmm. uh and i thought he was maybe the best actor this week 
maybe he was really good. He definitely I was. I don't think that's an insult to the professionals. I think he was just no. very natural. He brought a real um, warmth to it all. I just thought, yes, he's funny. He's interesting. Very, very natural sounding. He slotted mm. into all the people that he was talking to. And, you know, there was, he was very, I don't know, he played off um, Linda and Ben and David really well against each other. I love that he just went, what, you threw someone out of the B&B for me? I'm not comfortable with that. And then just went off to Joy's. And I thought, oh, if only we could have heard Rylan with Joy. They they are made for each other, aren't they? She'd have been bloody lovely with him. They'd have had a right laugh. Neither of the other places were right for him to stay in. Yeah, you're convinced that's all the Rylan we're going to get aren't you? Well, I worry about that because um, obviously Eurovision is tomorrow night, which is Saturday, and the next Archers episode is Sunday. So what will they do on Sunday's episode? Not the omnibus, the one after. What will Sunday night? He's not going to go back to Ambridge, is he, after the Eurovision? We know that he had an all-nighter with Mick before and they have sold it that they had, they, you know, they had a very good time now. Oh, right. Yeah. So maybe we'll hear a kind of a hungover uh, fry up mm. with joy on Sunday morning. What? So after the Eurovision in Liverpool, you'd go back to Mick. Oh, of course. He's actually involved in Eurovision, isn't he? Yeah. No, that's what I mean on Saturday. But that Sorry, was, all- I was, uh, do you know, what? I, I, I astonish myself with how stupid it's very it's, you know, it's quite healthy every now and again to be reminded how thick you are <laughs> i think it's because you're not going to watch eurovision at all so in your mind it isn't really registering as a thing but i have got loads of booze in and snacks and stuff and i've got people coming around and we're going to watch eurovision well, as we know kerry i know nothing about the eurovision Except for his Waterloo. Yeah. I mean, it was slightly spurious that Rylan has come to Ambridge based on having met Mick once. I mean, absolute tosh. But but to be honest, by the current standards that the archers are set, really, (laughs) like, you know, quite plausible. Yeah, fine. Yeah. I didn't. No, I mean... Obviously, obviously, it's uh, but Mick, you know, he's also got Toya in, didn't he? He was the he was the the the, the gateway drug for um, mm. Toya. Yeah, whoever next, who will it be next week? Um, Jimmy Page. Is he still alive? I think he is. He's he's um he's on the list of people who've got away with it, like in terms of their reputation mm. being intact despite some very dubious stuff. Like the same thing with um, uh, what's his name, Peel. David Bowie, a lot of people, a lot of a lot of people who are on the record as doing and saying some quite terrible things in the past. Eric Clapton, the same. Just some of these old rockers who, yeah, with their behaviour in the seventies has kind of been like if if it was say I don't know, mm. um, true, um, 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 what's his name, Ginger one, what? Oh, look, looks like um, did the Ginger singer person Ed Mick Sheeran? Huck, no. <laughs> <laughs> If Ed Sheeran, <laughs> he's probably on it. But anyway, if Ed Sheeran behaved <laughs> the way that any of these people had back in the 70s, mm. he would be cancelled in a second. Anyway. Yeah, there's a 
some murky, murky stuff. Murky, murky stuff. But that's a whole other thing. But yeah. Um, yeah. So um, anyway, but I think you know, mm. like, I can, I you know, Mick, Mick. Actually, Mick's quite it, with that job he's had. It's quite plausible he can meet anyone, isn't it? So if they do need to need to drag someone in, and yeah. now, did you think that Mick was a bit more likable this week? They've kind of toned him down a bit. He's a little less kind of like. Um, well, he barely tainted. appeared, and he was just chatting to Ryland. So I was just like, "Oh, this is good. Ryland's in it." So I didn't really, yeah, uh, think that much about. Maybe it Mitch. was reflected glory, but I just but, they were just laughing about having had a right old night out, weren't they? So yeah, but it was it was um, fantastic to hear Ryland basically tell Ben and Linda mm. to do one. Yes. Did you hear the moment when? Um, ben was like, and this is my dad, David, and I'm Ben, and this is my dad, and this is Beth. What is it, Yeah. Oh, dear. Yeah, and Rylan actually was quite sweet and sort of went, oh, all right, girl, or something. Oh, oh it's a dog. Oh, it's a yeah. dog. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I, I did half expect Rylan to go, fucking hell, this village is really weird, isn't it? <laughs> Are you lot all right or what? What's going on here? Because yeah. everyone was so odd. Mr. Clark. Um, yes. I'm sorry you have to put up with this. Um, these hijinks and shenanigans. Oh, dear, oh, dear. What chicanery, Ben? Ooh. Can't have you staying in this farm. Shite hole. Being, be like this. You'll be covered in feces, Mr. Clark. <laughs> Come to my house where I'm a cat. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, standing there in a fans for the opera mask, <laughs> screaming abuse at Ben with a, with a big purple cape on. And Ryan again, now you're all right, love. I'm going to go to Joy's. Did he? He sounded his voice was a bit deeper and more kind of silky, Yeah. Oh yeah, especially right at the beginning, he was yes. quite blokey, wasn't it? I think it was. Exactly. I think it was done on purpose to, for us to think: is it him? Is it not him? Is it him? I saw on Twitter people going: Is that really Ryland? All right, you slags. Yeah, I sat in there right down. <laughs> yeah, it was a bit like that, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, I thought I thought uh, you know Ryland was. Um, I mean, he's 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 a perfectly pleasant looking man, but um, you know his voice. Oh yeah, yeah, it's please. He was good, and I wish you. And he even ate lemon drizzle, didn't he? Oh, this cake Very is lemony. lovely. It's quite lemony. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I loved him being in it, and I wish he was in it every day, all the time. Really, yeah, I could, I could happily, I could happily listen to a Ryland spin-off of the Archers. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So um, I mentioned we um, Adele was kicked out of uh, oh. Linda's. Yeah. And then we heard that sad little mm. bit with Lillian. And obviously Lillian was the right person for for that, you know. Like it, she's one, I think she when I know that you some have a complicated relationship with uh, Lillian and yeah. find the kind of like <laughs> all yeah. stuff a bit yeah. over the top. Yeah. One, that has been calmed down a little bit since she's been with Justin. And two, yeah, she I think that when she's not doing that shtick. She mm. can be a very sympathetic character and quite good for these kind of more sort of sim- moving yeah. and gentle scenes. Yeah, it's a shame that that's over-egged, really, all that sort of gin, darling, <laughs> that cackle. and Yeah. Because I love her voice and yes. when she listens to other people and actually cares about other people, she can do it really well. And I love that about actress. her. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Um, Actor, sorry. 
you know. I always do that. I don't know. It's like my, you do it sometimes uh, as well. I don't yeah. test it out because because I don't want to be too sort of mm. weird about it. Anyway, sorry. Yeah. But um, sorry, Kerry, you were saying. But it was uh, Paul Ardell saying about, you know, the hit and run thing with his wife three years ago. It was the anniversary of it, wasn't it? Um, and that the hearing about Jazza being hit by a car had kind of stirred this up. Although the anniversary would have stirred it up. <laughs> was, um, was Jazza road kilt? Road kilt is such a good one, Peter. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <gasps> That's got yeah, to go in the... Um, that, Matthew. Yeah. Um, but why is everyone getting hit by cars in this area? <laughs> For one thing. How many times um, have you been hit by a car? Nil. Nil. And I haven't hit anyone in my car either. You're not? No, I haven't got a car. <laughs> no, I ha- I have had cars, but I haven't hit. You occasionally go out in your mum's car for a bit of a... Um... I do, and I hire a car and stuff, but no, I've never hit anyone in my car. But I did think, like, when he said, oh, yeah, the car ploughed into a bus queue of, and it hit three people and others were injured, wouldn't you sort of go, oh, yeah, I remember that? Because it was in the locality, wasn't it? No, I'd go, I remember that. It was on front page, it was front page news for about three weeks. Yeah, but he, it was actually not, because she sort of went, oh, that it was not far from here or so. I don't know. Mm. There was a bit of recognition, maybe, but. Do you think we're going to find out who it was? Do you think it's going to be... Yeah, who is this bloody motorist who keeps running into people? I mean, it's... Who's been... So Matt's been run over. Jazz has been run over. Uh, who else has been run over? Uh, uh, John. Chelsea ran over someone or something, didn't you? Yeah. Was John, was he run over? Or did the tractor roll on No, him? the tractor. He That was a bit of a sort of... Um, East 17 type situation, wasn't it? Without the jacket potatoes. <laughs> <laughs> you know of that story, don't you? Well, I know, no idea. Brian Harvey from East 17, oh, he yes. ran himself over. Yeah, yeah. When he was oh. leaning out of his car because he was trying to get some potatoes, <laughs> jacket potatoes. Um, mm, there seemed, obviously, Jim. He pounced on this, didn't he? This sort of being hit by a vehicle, especially because Jazz's. I'm going to say it again, um, especially because Matthew's not here. I'm finding uh, uh, this version of Jim a bit irritating. Oh, are you? Because mm. he really liked that Jazz was hit by an EV. Yeah, yeah. Was it doesn't. <laughs> you know, it's just so. The thing, the thing, okay, so I, I kind of, I think Jim is a sort of refined and intelligent man. And I also mm. think that one of his biggest strengths is his ability to not sort of live at the poles, but to live in the gray areas of life and kind of think things through and sort of embrace mm. complexity and not just sort of have to have sim- a simplistic view. And it seems to me that a man of Jim's intelligence would, he mm. might, he might try and lobby to change the scale of it, or he might, but this kind of like binary, uh, development is bad mm. attitude doesn't seem very gym like yes yeah so are you saying that the script writers have mullered his character to fit with their storylines well they had to do it eventually Gary 
Um, mm. You know, um, they can't leave anything alone. They can't just let mm. us have nice things. And so, you know, just one by one, like, I, I mean, who's left? Ardell, I say I like. Who else is left? Rex, they've gotten rid of. Toby, who I quite like, they've gotten mm. rid of. Um, what about Joy? She's good. Si, senor, un poco. <laughs> there you go. Even Yeah, that's fantastic. I mean, just that I still think very, very fondly of the scene. One of my favourite scenes of all time where Russ uh, got Shy Willy and Joy got the opposite of Shy Willy. Bold vag. <laughs> and she <laughs> threw all her clothes off. <laughs> yeah, when she was the life-drawing person. She's absolutely brilliant isn't she i love her she's i loved her this week she barely barely was in it but she breezed in with refreshments that's what she is she is refreshments she is refreshments in human form um i can't remember why she was bringing refreshments or who it was for oh it was when they were doing that bloody help out thing wasn't it oh yeah was it and she went, here you go, refreshments. Um, but also, oh, that was, the other time she was in it was when she said, oh, I'd like to see, oh, my God, Kirsty and Helen's Spanish entry into the Eurovision show fiasco where Kirsty, <laughs> Helen is cooking fritters whilst Kirsty talks about Spanish traditions. I mean, who wouldn't want to watch that of a Saturday night? I don't really believe in sort of, I mean, obviously there's cultural differences, but, you know, people are people, you know, it's a country's a collection of individuals. So there's not a Spanish, there's not a a kind of hard and fast Spanish persona. That said, there are no two less Spanish people in any universe, fictional or otherwise, than um, Kirsty and um, Helen. Helen and Lee. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Lee. My God. I mean, but, you know. All of the archers. All of the archers. Yeah, well, they tried that, didn't they? They did it with that show El Dorado. They tried to do archers by... Um... Oh, yeah, that went well, didn't it? <laughs> did, um, did you ever watch that? I probably did a couple of episodes, no more. There was someone called Jesse in it, I think. Yeah. He was quite a good-looking was... bloke, wasn't he? Supposedly. And then, they, then there was someone who was like a kind of cut price, Catherine Zeta-Jones... In there. Oh, was there? See, I remember the bloke. You remember? The well, I just remember that it was she was called like Fizz or something, ah. and she was kind of like poured into a bunch of kind of like you know bright coloured dresses. And I think I think we were all supposed to get horny and sort of turned on and watch it. Obviously, the setting is quite appealing, but the script mm. was absolutely terrible, and the acting wasn't much better from memory. A bit like the Archers. <laughs> what we're doing, Kerry? For God's sake! Oh God, sorry. we're big fans of soap operas. Remember? Yes, absolutely amazing. And the worse they are, the best they are. Uh, anyway, anyway, was I said a couple of weeks ago? I don't do I don't do that kind of ironic thing where you like things because it's so bad. It's like, oh, you <laughs> said, come on, yes, you bloody do. Yes, you do. Um, so we were talking before um, we before we yet again stuck the boot in. We were talking about Lillian and Ardil and how yeah she was the right person for it. And mm. I really like him, and I'm glad that we start. We're going to start to learn some more about his backstory, mm. and and also I think that it does kind of make sense if he is this recently widowed person. He does have a kind of Warbis like 
um, happiness to be very kind of like candid and straightforward, which I think makes sense mm. if you've just had this huge bereavement. Why would you care about Roy being a racist? Why would you care about upsetting mm. a few villagers about a stupid job at a, uh, uh, um, you know, a, yeah. big, a, a big country pile? Like, you know, he's he's got much bigger fish to fry than worrying about the, the fragile egos of Ambridge's residents. Including Linda. And yeah. he, he threw some shade at Linda, which I Fantastic. loved, where he said to Lillian about her home, this is a real step from what I'm used to, step up from what I'm used to. And Linda was there. That yeah. was so, so good. Yeah. He's yeah. a really, like, I did, I do remember when he first turned up, there was a few people who were kind of like, you know, I think, I'm sorry, I'm not one of these people who sees racism where there isn't any, but like, just, it was like, what else is there to dislike about him apart from the fact that he's Asian? It was just kind of like, he was just always quite a likeable man. Ooh, uh, no, I've got to differ with you there because I think the acting initially was very... Why do you hate Asian people, Kerry? I'm sorry. Yeah. Look, we, uh, guys, we've kept Kerry's racism off mic for two <laughs> years now. It's about, it's about to, the bubble's about to burst. Oh no, I did. I do think his acting was very. It was a bit. It was a bit iffy, a bit wooden. Do you think they've improved it? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. He's definitely improved in leaps and bounds, but I do right. think it was like, oh dear, a bit awkward at first. Mm. But they often did, like um I think I've mentioned on the pod before like the first episode of Cheers mm. is a kind of exemplar in how to introduce characters in a way where you learn everything about them without them having to do the oh look I just dropped my expensive briefcase it's fallen open full of all my architect's plans well yes I'm the new architect <laughs> who has joined the village you know yeah uh, it it's just that it, you you learn everything without it being kind of like foie mm. gras down you like you like you're a goose yeah and um yeah and i think that a lot of the characters suffer from that we were talking about mick earlier on it was kind of like mm. yeah he's the jokey kind of guy from um the northeast and then ardil's mm. the you know mysterious guy who's kind of enigmatic and keeps his cars close to his chest it's like it was mm. all a bit too much do you think sykes will improve that <laughs> No, the thing is, as I said before, I like Jasper Carrot. It's so disappointing that he's so shit. Yes. Hey, what did you think about what happened with Jazza and Tracy this week? Well, the wrestling. Yeah. Um, and Brad being all like, oh, do you have to? And obviously they're not going to. And then they were going to possibly postpone the wedding, which isn't going to happen. Um. I don't know. It's I'm I'm the, the honest truth is, Kerry. I'm trying to form some opinions. I don't really have any. Uh, which mm. so the wrestling, there's nothing to say about it. It was fun, but it was also kind of like a bit weird. Brad was fun as always, and he he is he is, I think, arguably the best actor in the in the show. Ooh. I think he's just just incredible at how he can kind of do the serious stuff and and those little comedy asides mm. is amazing i really really enjoy all the scenes with brad but anyway so here, but the, the point is is that where what was it doing really well he's gonna now have to be on sick pay isn't he which so it's more struggling financially i thought they'd solved that problem i thought they were now jazz's jazz was back i mean 
they never really did. They never, it, it, they never really did the them being skint thing. It was like a few mentions for a couple of months, mm. and then they just carry. They carry. Tracy got some shifts, <laughs> and um, Jazz got some shifts, and it was all kind mm. of sorted. Or are they? Or is this? Or is it going to be? Are they going to be thrown back into uh, being skint again? And also, there was another layer to the Jazz or Tracy thing this week, which was that Tracy kept moaning, moaning, moaning about him, and Jim set her straight. By saying, actually, when when uh, Jazza was talking to me on the stag do, he couldn't sing your praises more. He's very feels very privileged to have you in his life. Blah blah blah. Mm. So that that was another lovely bit of jimming, I think. Yeah. To to yeah, shed light on a good situation. I think. I think you're right. You you put it absolutely brilliantly. Where they 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 have overestimated. They think they think we have Helen levels of involvement in Rob, and so mm. what they think is three or four weeks of tension growing is in fact us just being bored by some fairly yeah. humdrum plot. There's, they think the gap is building tension, and maybe simultaneously what they're also doing is just building us up for the wedding. And and mm. giving them some time of being a loving couple, and we're having a few petty rows and some making up. Nothing dramatic, just enough to kind of keep us keep them front and center. So when the mm. wedding doesn't does happen, we're kind of emotionally invested and actually care. I mean, that's yeah. that's fair enough. You know that that yeah. does make a bit of sense. But I see, I'm not all negative, Carrie. I can say some positive things. Yeah, and okay, I want to ask you as well. What did you think about the Freddie Lizzie dynamic this oh, week? My- God, I really did. I thought of you when it was happening, mm, right? Mm-hmm. And and um, Brundlesprike, whatever his name is, it was it Brampton, Brandon, Brandon. Brandon that's it. Brundlesprike, <laughs> bloody hell! Right, Brandon comes on and delivers the bad news, and then I like Freddie. You like Freddie more. Matthew likes Freddie. But suddenly mm. he's like, I where's my inheritance? Why aren't I becoming Lord? It is dreadful. Mummy, 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 they're never gonna forgive me and let me be Lord. Oh, ooh, hoo, hoo. And then Lizzie's being a unbelievably unsympathetic. And then Brandon was a fing pile of shite as well. I just what could have been a really interesting scene was reduced to just nonsense. I don't blame Freddie for going a bit nuts there because you really do love that, don't you? <laughs> I do. I really, really am invested in Freddie. Yeah. And I think Brandon was brought in. Obviously, he likes prog rock. That's problematic. But um, And he was a solicitor. But he really sort of grilled them as if he was a detective far better than Harrison, didn't he, about the situation with the painting. It's like that surely would not happen like that with a trustee. There's There was a trustee solicitor on Twitter saying, I'm a trustee and solicitor. <laughs> I wouldn't have done this. This never would have happened. It's all a load of rubbish. He's a servant to the project. He's yeah. not there to be judge and jury. Yeah. He's there, you know, they they're not they're 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 there to they're there to look for uh breach of breach mm. of kind of like rules and then yeah. to You don't barnstorm in there going and another thing pointing at Freddie. And I thought Right, he's come in there doing that. And what Liz Elizabeth should have done is said, uh, hang on a minute. No, this is my son you're talking about. You're overreacting. We need to sort of 
do this in a very different way. But earlier on in the week, she'd not believed Freddie. She thought he'd ruined the painting. Oh, she's awful at the moment. She's so, so no wonder Freddie's pissed off. His mum keeps suspecting him of stuff, has no faith in him, hasn't prepared him for the real world. Um, when Brandon said to Freddie, right, we're going to review the age at which you inherit, Elizabeth didn't sort of go, and, and Freddie was upset about that. She was just going to Freddie, oh, don't worry, doesn't that just mean that it's longer for you to not have any pressure about it? Mm. It gives him no credence for his concerns about what's going on. Also, other, I think I put it reasonably well a couple of weeks ago. If you are going to buy into and be involved in, as Brandon um, and Lizzie are, in the kind of nonsense of a feudal inherited kind of like yeah. setup, yeah. then he is the little lord. You're all working to get him to the point where he can take over. That is what God yeah. intended. Divine providence. Freddie is better than you, you f***ing peasant. Don't come in and talk to him like that. Obviously, mm. this is not what I think, but that's the whole point of you being there, is to enable Freddie to ascend to his, you know, his birthright. Yeah, in no way is Freddie better than anybody, but I think he deserves better treatment than than he's getting. You, you, but, you, but you're not insane. You don't believe that the British <laughs> kind of feudal system... Is is kind of like holds mm. any water, but yeah. Brandon must do because otherwise, why would he be serving on this, on this panel? Yeah, I think it's a poor form for Elizabeth. Mm. Mainly, I'd love to see your version of Debrett's. <laughs> Kerry's kind of like I'd love to see the rules of etiquette rewritten <laughs> along the Warbis lines. Kind of like you can you basically if you're caught short, you can take a shit in an alleyway as long as you clean it up afterwards. That'll be fine. <laughs> But, you know, taking the last slice of pork pie to the tower. I honestly, Freddie has done little, little wrong in my eyes. He's he's messed up with the drug thing ages ago. He was a youngster. He was dicking around. He didn't have a, his dad's dead. You know, um, Elizabeth had a mental breakdown. Freddie's Liz, Lily, on the other hand, is a bit more. What's the word? I was going to say robust, but she had Russ, didn't she? Mm. She turned to him. Not sure that was a great thing. I love Russ as a character, but was that the right thing she should have been doing? Probably not. But she doesn't get any shit for that, does she? No. From Elizabeth. Freddie gets all the shit. Beyond anything, it's it is the very fact that Elizabeth has been both of her children in the past. We've all had a ringside seat. You know, she mm. is she's been the problematic child who has then put her life back together. So mm. her lack of lack of sympathy for her children is extraordinary. I think in a, in a in a in a show that's almost defined by the te- its terrible mothers. <laughs> yes, Lizzie is putting in a a strong contender for worst mother at the moment. And yeah, you know, yeah. it's a pretty stiff competition. Yeah, definitely. And her involvement with Vince. Oh, yeah. You know, why is she still entertaining him? I know he's not been in it for a while, but mm. he did some very, very bad stuff. And she didn't walk away from him. She's a very inconsistent character. Mm. It's very, very odd. Kerry, let's chuck an advert in and then see if we've got any um, gas left in the tank. Yeah. 
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The answer to that is no. <laughs> we don't have it. <laughs> Come on, Kerry. Um, we can do it. I'm sure. I'm sure if people hang around, there will be probably at least one moment that's vaguely worthwhile. Two, oh, two, God, two, loads, two. Loads, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we've got gas. The archers, you know, we've done all of the archers' plots and characters. I think. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what, we can talk about. I pro- I trailered it at the beginning. My middle age mm. moment. Oh God, yes. Yeah. So old age has hit me. Not even middle age. Old age has hit me. I was taken down by the London Underground. I was walking around with my head up like a kind of distracted tourist, and my shoelaces got sucked into the escalator. And six foot one, a fat old fool crashed <laughs> down to the with a rucksack full of heavy stuff. With a rucksack full of heavy stuff, and I have smashed my kneecaps into pieces. Um, you know the phrase to kneecap someone. I now understand what that means. And it's extraordinarily painful. So anyway, there you go. It sounds really scary, though. Your lace is being sucked into the mechanisms and falling and in front of loads of people as well. There's the, the, there's the injury. There's the embarrassment. Mm. There's the awkwardness. It's just all awful, isn't it? I had the, I had the trifecta of... Um, mm. Yeah, it was yeah, it was uh, it was a deeply unpleasant moment, Kerry. Um, thank you for your sympathy on WhatsApp. You've been, you know, as always, a stalwart, a good yeah. friend. Um, but yeah, people, do your laces up. <laughs> it turns out, it turns out that when your parents say "do your laces up," <laughs> there, there are serious ramifications. Oh dear. Yeah. Well, I hope you're all right. Yeah. So, Kerry, if people want to um, yeah. send me kind <laughs> words and sympathy, where can they go? Well, they can go to either the Twitter account, which is at the Cider Shed Pod, and we've got three thousand three hundred and twenty Twitter followers. Always That's, going up, always going isn't up. Isn't it good? Yeah. Uh, we haven't had any new uh, reviews since last week, so please feel free to jot down some words, five star review us. Love to see it. Instructions or the link is on the on the the podcast description yeah yeah that would be great if you could do that the instagram account i think is at the cider shed pod matthew does all this doesn't he every week and yeah, he's so much better than us at this bit he does Facebook one is similar to that just put cider shed in yeah there can't be many others can there yeah and then uh if you if you want to send an email if it's, a, it's similar to i don't know chucking a bucket sick down a well won't make any difference but <laughs> you know no one else does, but if you fancy sending us an email, it's hello at sidershed.com. Uh, everyone does social media. I guess that's the way the world is. Um, and then please, please, please consider supporting us on Patreon. It makes a huge difference. Um, you know, it's uh, it's an incredible amount of fun to do the podcast, but it is a, a big old chunk of work. Um, so that's patreon.com forward slash the Cidershed. And we really appreciate all the help we get. Mm. It's absolutely we fantastic. Do. Um, so Kerry, this weekend, yes. what are you up to? Are you um, hanging out with your beautiful children? 
yes, I, I will be. Uh, as mentioned earlier, I'm Eurovisioning tomorrow. I think Max is swerving that. He yeah, has watched it in the past, but he's, I think, going to do gaming. Or I haven't met either of your children, but I do like them. I've heard so much about them over the years. Each, each, each layer of evidence is like a big <laughs> lasagna of proof that they're good people in they their own ways. So, like, bloody good people, you know. Yeah. Like, you know, I've seen we've seen pictures of all the stuff they've done for you. you know, they're good. Mm, they are good. But Mimi fully on board with Eurovision, so um, she's got enough credit in the bank that I'll forgive her that. <laughs> well, I love it too. Yeah. Uh, so we've got loads of booze in, loads of snacks. We're going to watch Eurovision. I'll be tweeting about it. Under my own at Kerry Warbis Twitter. Oh, you can pick up some of um, Graham Norton's slack because he can't do the full thing this year, can he? No, this is true. Tomorrow I'm going out for breakfast with a couple of lovely women tomorrow morning. Sunday will just be slobbing and having to do the omnibus tweet along. How about you, Peter? Um, nice, quiet weekend at home. And I'm going to I'm going to build myself. Well, that's a bit grand. I'm some gonna, kneecaps. I'm, I'm gonna fit some. I'm gonna fit some stuff in my cupboard so I can put my clothes away after moving to the house. Ah, so, yeah. So uh, exciting times. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I hope there's more Rylan in our lives next week, but I, yeah. I seriously doubt. No, it. you're 100 percent right. Um, I'm I'm disappointed because he was he was a breath of fresh air, um, but you know, yeah. we'll see. Um, mm. So anyway, so big love to Matthew. He's in this yes. one um having an amazing time so and then next week he's moving into his flat so we might have him on the air i don't think it's a don't think it's for sure is it i think it's a no it's a no so it's what two two warbling warbling two weeks in a row yeah warbling blimey yeah thick bis (laughs) i prefer that so yeah (laughs) tune in next week for more thick bis um and have a lovely week everyone ah your friends. <laughs> <laughs> See ya. Bye. Hang on.